0: shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app.
1: realfaith.org.au
2: For me, being at Elijah Care was, after hearing those stories, it was like I really wanted to go there and it was, something was compelling me to go there. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. My life has changed where anxiety's going. There's something, I just really feel positive being there.
1: Welcome to Real Faith. Conversations about the impact faith has on our lives and the challenges we go through. Helping us today and giving us hope for tomorrow. That's real people, real life, and real faith with Eric Scatterbo.
3: Well, back in 2018, we did a series of interviews with people associated with the Elijah Care Ministry, which focuses on restoring hope, value, and purpose to people with addictions. The series featured many inspiring stories of former addicts sharing how their faith in Christ helped turn their lives around. Unbeknownst to me at the time, but these interviews were shared with a man named Cameron Harvey, who is in the midst of his own drug addiction and looking for help. After listening, Cameron contacted the founder of Elijah Care, Jeff Marsh, seeking some hope for his life. Cameron joins us today to share the remarkable events that have taken place in his life. Cameron Harvey, welcome to the program. Hello. Glad to have you with us, and you brought somebody with you today. I've brought my mom. Margaret Harvey is with us in the studio. Welcome to the program, Margaret.
0: Good to be here.
3: Glad to have you with us. And I should say that my wife, Jean, and I have known you and your husband, John, for several years. Is that right?
0: We've known one another for quite a long time, actually. Yes. Eric?
3: Yes. Uh, My wife, Jean, and I came here to Australia as missionaries with Reach Beyond which is the studios that we're using right now. We're recording on the east side of Melbourne in the Reach Beyond studios. This is where my wife, Jean, and I came originally in 2003. And we were welcomed by you and John because you've been involved with Reach Beyond for many years. Is that right?
0: We had been, yes. My husband's been on the board. of um, It was then HCJB. And it was good to meet you, Eric.
3: And it was good to have people here that were kind of welcoming us here when we came to the country. And so my wife and I put you on our email list of kind of giving news updates. And I included the Elijah Care stories of people, former drug addicts, getting their lives turned around. And so you received that. So what happened when you received that email?
0: I listened to it and Mm -hmm. and I thought, wow, this is something that our son Cam would be really interested in. And so I shared it with him and he, um, yeah, he listened to them.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, we're going to find out the impact those interviews had on his life in just a little bit. But Cameron, let's go all the way back to your childhood and find out about your story. Where were you born and raised? I've been brought up in
2: Melbourne in the southeastern suburbs. Mm -hmm and we were, grew up in East Berwood. So I was growing up with two older sisters and an older brother. Yeah, it was a happy lifestyle, mm-hmm. really good.
3: And then when you were nine years old, your life kind of changed a little bit, or your family's life, I should say. It did, because
2: mum changed her life in since she came to the Lord. Okay, well,
3: let's find out about that from you, Margaret. What happened?
0: Well, it was actually our oldest daughter, who met a young girl at uh, high school on her orientation day. And uh, she invited our eldest daughter, Michelle, to Girls' Brigade. And so being a mama wanting to know what was going on, I thought, I'm not sending my kids somewhere oh, yeah. where I don't, yeah, you know. Yeah. And um, so... I went to church. I have to say there was always that um, desire for my kids and for us to be churchgoers. Mm -hmm.
3: So that wasn't a part of your background at that time?
0: No, no, it wasn't. And so I went down to Girls Brigade and then I went to Blackburn Baptist Mm -hmm. and I felt like I'd come home was a great experience.
3: Oh, okay. So, you were in your late 30s
0: yeah, at the time? I was in my late 30s. Yes. So, um that was a life-changing experience for us.
3: Okay, Cameron. So, what did you think when all of a sudden your mother changed her lifestyle and became a Christian? Yeah, it was
2: a bit of a struggle cuz I remember I was in grade 5 and I was looking forward to grade 6 cuz there was an end of the year concert and at the end of grade five, I was sort of dragged away into a Christian school there.
3: Oh, you had to change school? Yes. Okay.
2: And it was interesting because I was hanging around with these group of guys that I sort of left them, mm-hmm. and in a later date, i met up with them again and never had contact, but I didn't understand it, Christianity, and I
3: so it was kind of just thrust upon you whereas uh, margaret you made a choice yeah and wanted the best for your son and for your children but for you you're just like hey all of a sudden i'm
2: yeah i was doing bible studies i remember going to school having to learn the books of the bible just a lot of things that i saw in my life that i was thinking well you know
3: (laughs) and how did you feel about learning about god and the bible
2: Look, I I didn't mind it. I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to really kick my heels up about it. But it was a struggle because I used to come home and was made to do Bible study at home where my older siblings were um, doing their own things. And I I was always thinking, why am I doing this? Mm. What's the reason behind it? I didn't see the bigger picture back then.
3: Mm. And then when you were 18 years old you've kind of felt liberated would that be a fair way of putting it (laughs) yeah yeah you could say that what happened
2: i chose to go on my own little path drugs and alcohol and this is where i met back with this group of guys that i was telling you earlier Mm -hmm. on yeah went to school with in Mm -hmm. my preschool sort of bumped back in with that crowd and yeah it was just a crazy Mm -hmm. lifestyle i could say Mm
3: -hmm. now margaret going back to you obviously you wanted the best for your children and for Cameron specifically, how did you feel about getting your your son involved in spiritual things?
0: Oh, I didn't have any problems with it at all. As a young adult, the kids would always come. It was sort of a Christmas present for me Mm -hmm. that they would all come to church on Christmas Day. And numbers of people had come up to me and said, the Spirit's on that boy. Mm. It's really, I can see it and our senior pastor also said watch that boy watch mm. him
3: so that had to make you feel very special that you know people are seeing your mm. son has all this spiritual potential mm. but yet as soon as you turn 18 he didn't want to have anything to do with mm. church it sounds like mm. how did that make you feel
0: Um, I remember someone saying to me, the prayers of a righteous woman availeth much. Mm -hmm. And so I just kept praying.
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then meanwhile, Cameron, you were getting a little bit more and more rebellious at that time in your young adult years? Yes, I was, yes.
2: It was uh, drinking and drugging and, yes, there was uh, some stories that, yeah, I could go on about, Yes.
3: But one particular story we want you to share is when you were 24 and were in a motorcycle accident.
2: Yeah, I got into motocross riding, and um, I thought I'd one afternoon I'd fixed up the motocross bike, and I remember um, I took it out for a spin. I was flat-check going down this track and clipped this pole. The handlebars bent when I clipped the pole, I got pushed off the front of the bike, because I hit it with all this force, and flung through the air, head to toe, mm-hmm. landed on my buttocks, and my hip exploded. Oh, wow. And I didn't think much of it. I got up. I, you I've didn't got think a, much of it? No. I <laughs> got up and trying to start my bike again. The left side of the handlebars bent straight up. Yeah. And I virtually passed out fell off the bike and passed out. And I was there for hours, apparently, from what I'm hearing. Mm. But next minute I wake up, and I'm in hospital, and I was struggling to breathe, and I had a nurse holding my hand saying, just hold on, Cameron, hold on. You've lost so much blood, mm. and we can't give you painkillers, so you've got to toughen this out for the time being. Wow.
0: This is a story that we've heard. Cameron was off his bike he was on the ground it was dark it was in a parkway Mm -hmm. and this guy took his dog for a walk and found cameron otherwise he would have died
3: wow if it wasn't for him it wasn't for him
0: cameron would not be here today
3: so what impact did that have on your life at that time cameron um.
2: Yeah, I basically, I was in the trauma ward at the Alfred for about six weeks, mm-hmm. and that was pretty um depressing for me, and I was saying a lot. I wanted to change my life back then, and
3: I just thought God had his hand on me. Mm-hmm. So from that point, way back then, when you were 24 years old, you felt God had his hand on you?
2: I did, yes. But I... Virtually after about 12 months, I turned my eyes again and started going back on my road. Mm. And, yeah, went back into that part of my circle and was back in that lifestyle again.
3: So you had a desire. The spirit was willing, Mm. uh, but the body was weak as far as actually changing your life and changing your path. Yeah, you could say the flesh wanted that that other desire, Mm. in in Mm. a sense. Now, I should say, you are here with your mother... I didn't know you were coming with your mother, which is a pleasant surprise because I know <laughs> Margaret. So good to see you again, Margaret. Uh, but the reason why you're here with your mother is that you can't drive. You don't have a license. Yeah, tell us, and tell the, us why.
2: The reason behind that was I, in my later years, which is about three years ago from this date, I was still in my alcoholism days, and I'd had a bit to drink and um, got in mum and dad's car because they'd given me the usage of that car. Got out of the front of their property and drove up the road and side-clipped a car and I ended up walking off from the car and from my recollection, I'd blacked out. I didn't realise what was going on Mm. and... I woke, came to with police officers standing around me saying, blow, blowing this. And I was just an angry man, hmm. very angry, upset. Yeah, emotionally, just that's it. I'm over hmm. this, you know.
3: So what would you say was the lowest point in your alcoholism?
2: Um, that was a point which pushed me to the point where I wanted to really change my life. Really, and I'd, I'd had enough.
3: Our guest today is Cameron Harvey, who's sharing with us his life journey, along with his mother, Margaret Harvey. Next, we'll hear more of Cameron's story, including what led him to entering a Christian rehabilitation center and beginning his road to recovery. All that and more is coming up when we return right here
1: on Real Faith. Looking for resources to grow your faith? Check out Vision Christian Store with books, movies, audio CDs, DVD resources and more. Plus, free delivery on orders over $50. See visionstore.org.au You're listening to Real Faith, conversations with real people about how God works in their lives. If you want to know more about integrating faith into your life, our website is realfaith.org.au Just go to the website and you'll find helpful articles about the impact faith can have on your life. Once again, that's realfaith.org.au.
3: Welcome back, I'm Eric Skadabo, and today our guest is Cameron Harvey who's sharing with us his life journey along with his mother, Margaret Harvey. As we heard before the break, Cameron had reached a low point in his life, and he desperately was looking for hope. Now we'll find out what happens next as he continues to share his story along with his mother, Margaret. Margaret, you must have been, well, at this point, wanting to help your son, but it's been several years now. It's been over 20, 30 years going down a path kind of a rebellion against God. Were you kind of desperate to try anything to help him turn his life around?
0: Well, I guess, you know, over many years, um, Cam had been involved with an alpha course, mm-hmm.
3: which is a basically an introduction to Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: He'd been involved with the Life Keys program, mm-hmm. the Man to Man.
3: Life Keys program.
0: Um, we'd been to Alcoholics Anonymous.
3: So there were times when the Word of God and truth and all that was inputted into your life. Mm-hmm. Correct, yes. Mm-hmm. At times. Yes. But it never really took, it sounds like.
0: He went to um, to stairways to their healing rooms mm-hmm. and really felt that the Holy Spirit was really touching him then because he just walked in the door and and cried the whole time we were there. Mm-hmm.
3: So that sounds like there was kind of a tug of war going on inside of you. Is that a fair way to put yeah, it? Yeah,
2: it's bringing tears to me. I like to bring that back now. But um, I remember the lady praying for me and she said, because I had a... I've been diagnosed with ankylosing spondylitis. What is that? It's a blood disorder. Mm-hmm. And I went in there for healing, and, and she said, this is not about the healing, Cameron. I don't think God wants you to follow me. You know, mm. Give your heart.
3: You knew God wanted you. Yeah. But yet, you still kind of had to reach that lowest point at ton, like Yep.
0: And in the meantime, um, Cameron had been married. He'd married an Indonesian lady and brought her to Australia. And that hadn't worked well. Um, And I think, you know, there was a lot of hurt for Cam in that time Mm. uh, because they separated. Mm. So, you know, there was that tug of the hurt Mm -hmm. and the Mm -hmm. disappointment Mm -hmm. of that broken marriage too.
3: So all that's contributing to your... General miserableness. Would that be a fair way of putting it? Yeah, and my way of
2: dealing with it was having a drink, or you know,
3: kind of self-medicating to yeah, kill yeah, the pain.
2: Yep, yeah, yeah Go away and mm. have a drink and push it all under the table
3: and hopefully it's going mm. tomorrow. But mm. but at the same time, there was something inside you that was kind of drawing you to the Lord. It sounds like. Yeah, there was a pull there. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: While Cam was married, he he was part of a home group with his wife, and he met some really great people through that. Mm-hmm.
3: So, as a mother, as a parent, you're still praying mm. and hoping that mm. you know this is going to change his life.
0: Mm. It's
3: a long time you've been praying.
0: Yeah, I always had that picture in mind, Eric, of, you know, the beauty and the beast. <laughs> <laughs> how does
3: that about? That one
0: day he would be a prince. <laughs> oh, I got you. I was wondering how that, like, yeah, yeah. So
3: you just never gave up hope?
0: No, never gave up hope. Mm-hmm. And if there was any opportunity that I saw that I felt that was God saying to me, share that with Cameron. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I heard through you sending me an email about Mm -hmm. these podcasts. Mm -hmm. I listened to them. I thought, wow, this is something that Cameron might be interested in.
3: Mm -hmm. The Elijah Uh, Care interviews with all these people's
0: uh, former drug
3: addicts hearing about how the Lord changed their lives.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, let's share them with Cam if he's interested. Mm -hmm. And he listened.
3: Yeah, so what did you think when you got these interviews?
2: Um. Yeah, it really stirred me emotionally in my heart, and I was at the point at my crossroad, probably thinking, "I really wanted some change. I've had enough." So, so that was it. Yeah.
3: So, what did you do?
2: I was texting Jeff.
3: Jeff March, the founder of Elijah Gear.
2: Yes, and we communicated and. I couldn't get in with him at that time, so I went down to Rima and spent 13 months at Rima on the farm down there.
3: That's a Christian drug rehabilitation program?
2: With Pastor Lewis Mm -hmm. that runs it, and that was a testing time for me, but... I stuck through it and I always used to say you know, I wanted to go but I I was determined to stay and my prayer was God just said stay, Cameron. Tomorrow Oh late. oh
3: you're saying you wanted to leave the programme. Yeah,
2: yes, yes. So even was, when
3: you're there yes, to get help. Yes. Part of you wanted to yes, to get out of there.
2: Yes, yes. But was, you stuck it out. I did and my prayer was God was saying just stay tomorrow's a new day and it sorted itself out Mm -hmm. you could see that physically things did work its way through but there were points there that that prayer I I was blown away by that
3: so yeah, tell us the story of uh, the guy who lost his keys Um, yeah he'd lost his
2: keys he'd come up and he just said Cam Cam I've lost my keys oh yeah we'll we'll look for him right. Mm -hmm. you know And I thought, oh, well, I'll just pray. I just prayed a simple prayer. God, if you really are there, you know, point me in the right direction or point us in the right direction. You don't have to show me. Show me a simple little miracle. And it was three hours later. We're sitting there eating lunch. Justin got up, walked straight over to the bin, and he just pulled the keys out of the bin.
3: Huh. He lost them in the bin.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And... He said to me something was compelling me just to get up and go over to the bin hmm. and look for it, and and I sort of questioned him about it. We, you went, and he goes, no, 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 something really was driving me to go over, because we'd had we'd had to look around the place hmm. for it, and I I just thought you know that was a little miracle in itself. So. Yeah. So, I was blown away a bit from that.
3: So. so, did you dedicate your life to the Lord while you were in rehab? Yes, I, I have, yes.
2: And there's a better life for me.
3: Amen. So, you're seeing God providing, doing mm. things in your life. Yeah. And I understand that you even shared a bit. You were asked to share in front of other people.
2: Correct. Uh, so I'm
3: now in Elijah
2: Care. Mm-hmm. So spending some time there.
3: I'm oh, so you finished your time in in Reema, yes, at the drug rehab center. Yep. And then now you're with Elijah Care. Y- yes.
2: And I'm trying to. It was more about community and mm-hmm. growing mm-hmm. in faith for me. So I I shared a bit. I think God's been trying to say to me, you know, a bit about the prodigal son, mm-hmm. the parable of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And it was on my heart when I was in Rima for the first few
3: weeks there, so I shared a bit of the story about that. So, so you're actually like preaching in front of other guys? Y- yeah, yeah. It was. Do you ever think that was going to happen to you in your life? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you share?
2: I just talked about me, about my journey, mm-hmm. and how that parable is. Probably a part of everyone's life in mm-hmm. a sense. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: Just yeah. an aside: when Cam was at um, Waverly Christian Fellowship, he wrote a story about the prodigal son, which was a fantastic story. About oh, way back in his childhood. Yes. Yeah. And oh. so this has been like an ongoing yeah. story yeah. through his life. Mm. Mm. Coming I gotta,
3: back to you all these years
0: later. Mm.
2: Yes, uh, I've got to. I wrote a paper on the prodigal son, mm-hmm. a parable of the prodigal son. And I got an A+, plus. so God might be talking to me through this. So, He probably is, mm-hmm. that there is a better life, mm-hmm. and I'm back with the Father. And all, Amen. And, yeah, life's
3: changed for me in a big way. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about being at Elijah Care, the ministry that you initially heard about through these radio interviews? Was it kind of special to finally be at that ministry?
2: Yeah. For me, being at Elijah Care was, after hearing those stories, it was like I really wanted to go there. Mm-hmm. And it was, something was compelling me to go there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'm enjoying it. My life has changed where, you know, I, anxiety's going. Um, I'm humble, more humble, patient, and I'm just enjoying There's something I just really feel positive being Mm. there.
3: Just taking one day at a time. Yes, yes. Serving the Lord.
2: Yes. I just do what I have to do and be patient. Patience is a big key, I think. Mm.
3: You're growing. Mm -hmm. Margaret, you've been praying many, many years. Mm -hmm. What did you think when your boy, who is lost but is now found, what did you think when he finally went to a drug rehab center?
0: (laughs) Um, I was very relieved, actually, that, you know, he was putting something in place to try and move on in his life, yes, to grow, mm-hmm. to mature.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm. And finally, Cameron, what are you doing at the Elijah Care Ministry?
2: Me, I'm growing in the sense I'm a, I'm a qualified electrician. So, Jeff's giving me opportunities so we've built a bit of a bond, a friendship, mm-hmm. so which is great. And I'm helping with the, the work crews during the week and being a, a part of the Bible study commitments during the week mm-hmm. as well. And, yeah, I'm enjoying it, really am.
0: And the other thing, Cam, is Pastor Lewis... I think thinks highly of cam because mm. he keeps inviting him back to do electrical work down at uh, Rema <laughs> yes mm. there you
3: go mm. so. so you're helping in many ways
0: and a friendship too that is formed with another Christian guy um, and you know a lot of works come out of that so I really think God's blessing cam in not just in um, his spiritual journey but in his work life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. beyond
3: so how does the future look for Cameron Harvey?
2: Um, look, I, I've got to keep my armor on and keep keep the fight up because mm. I, I can't fall back into that path. But it's looking a lot better. And we've number one guy above, above me um, mm. looking down on me. Um, no, I can see a brighter future. It's
3: awesome. Mm. It is. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Cameron Harvey and Margaret Harvey, mother of Cameron Harvey, Thank you both for sharing this wonderful story with us today. Thank you. Our guest today was Cameron Harvey, sharing his inspiring story along with his mother, Margaret Harvey. And to think it all started with Cameron hearing the interviews we had back in 2018, featuring stories of several former addicts connected with the Elijah Care Drug Rehabilitation Ministry. To find out more about that ministry, you can go to their website, ElijahCare.org. That's ElijahCare.org. Org. Also, if you want to hear those past interviews that inspired Cameron to go and get help, go to our website, realfaith.org.au. That's realfaith.org.au. Check out all of our past programs, including the entire Elijah Care series. Well, I'm Eric Scadwell, and until next time, so long and God bless.
1: You've been listening to Real Faith.